Welcome back to the Living Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Gabell, and today we're going to be bringing you all the motivation you should need to get in the best shape of your life this year. Today we're going to be talking to an inspirational young man named Chris Nickich, who just completed his first Ironman triathlon at the end of 2020. He'd been training for right around two years to make this a reality, and he finished with a time of 16 hours, 46 minutes, and 9 seconds. That's right. He raced for nearly 17 straight hours. Now, for those of you that don't know, an Ironman race is a race that starts with a 2.4-mile swim, then a 112-mile bike ride, and finishes by running a full 26.2-mile marathon. It's a grueling event and one of the greatest physical challenges you can endure. And Chris did it. And in the process, he did something that had never been done before. You see, Chris has Down syndrome. And by crossing that finish line, he became the first person with Down syndrome to complete an Ironman. He broke a barrier that no one really thought was possible. And he showed the world what someone with Down syndrome could accomplish if given the chance and the encouragement. So today, we're joined by Chris and his dad, Nick, to talk about their incredible journey getting to this point. So please welcome to the show, Chris and Nick. How are you guys doing? Yeah, great. Thank you. Good. Yeah, thank you for joining me, doing this on Zoom. I appreciate it. Uh, First question I got to say, did you guys finish your training for today? Did you do your training for today? Uh, I did a bike ride this morning, and uh, this afternoon I did a three-mile run. Yeah, nice. And now I'm doing a <laughs> back-to-back mental breaks. Back-to-back mental breaks. Yeah, back-to-back mental breaks. <laughs> iPad, video games, and interviews. Okay. Yes. All right. I've uh, oh some video games in there. Nice. All right. I wonder what you're playing. What are you playing? What video game do you play? NBA 2K17. Nice. All right. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, you know, uh, I definitely want to get into your routine a little bit later, but first I kind of want to set the table here and wonder, can you explain Down syndrome to our audience? Kind of what are some of the biggest challenges someone with Down syndrome faces on a day-to-day basis? Sure. I'll explain that. Um, Okay. There are four major challenges um, that they deal with on a day-to-day basis. Um, number one is low muscle tone. So Chris has to work probably five or 10 times harder to build up muscle tone like everybody else. Number two is poor balance. Um, they have a hard time balancing. So learning how to ride a bike was a monumental task. Took him six months Mm. to learn how to balance on a bike. Wow. He has slow reaction time. So if a squirrel jumps in front of him, he doesn't react at the same speed you and I do. So he mm-hmm. needs more time and, and preparation and more mental training to be able to react to things. Okay. And then slow learning. Every time you want to learn a skill, it takes him much longer to learn the same skills you and I would might pick up very quickly. So when you add all four of those together, it's a pretty monumental task to figure out how to do all the things you need to do to be able to do an Ironman. Yeah, to do an I mean, just for a normal person to do an Ironman is unbelievable. And then to have all these extra challenges. And one that sticks out to me is the balance thing, like being able to ride a bike, uh, which requires a tremendous amount of balance and to be able to turn, that is incredible. So how did you, how did you, what was life grow, like growing up for you, Chris? Was it, were you active? Did you play sports? You know, what, what was life like? Uh, two years ago, I was sedentary. I was, um, I was saying, um, on that day, I was on couch 
Blavins print your games. Instead, look, I'm going to get out this class and be active and be part of the group. So, uh, by the name of Win started the Pride Triathlon program. Uh, I go and swim at her neck and neck. Uh, I swim across the lake twice, which is 5,000 yards. Wow. I signed her house, one camp. My dad said, hmm, how can he do something? that is possible. And we got contacted by Dan, who did um, Crazy Ironmans. <laughs> yeah. <And>, um, that, <laughs> that should always come before Iron Man, crazy. Yeah, Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, my dad said to him, look, can Chris, or he said, can my son deny me? And they said, yeah. And so we did our own COVID 70.3. I did an, an armpit. I came in dead last. I was happy. I got a medal. I did a sprint in Daytona. Dead last again. <laughs> Got my medal. Uh, I did my own COVID 17.3 of Ironman. Cool. Let him ask the next question. Eight hour and 25 minutes. Let him ask the next From question. So you really, that's okay. It's a, no, it's Ironman, which is, that been done before. I knitted, I crossed it, except no problem. What problem? Fire ants. Fire ants. That we left in my <laughs> ankle, foot, and front parts. Oof. Then Fire ants on top. Wow. I crashed and scared my bike. Why did you crash your bike? Oh, uh, no. It's <laughs> a control. I was He's stopping the. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. He just hit his dad. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, that I mean, did you? And maybe, maybe Nick, you can talk to this as well. But did you? Was uh, was Chris isolated uh, when he was growing up? Was he kind of? Um, was it? Was there a struggle to feel like you belonged? You know, at of that course. when you're. That's yeah. the number one challenge um, uh, kids like Chris and parents like us deal with is that um, because they're different. They're, you know, they don't learn as fast. They don't participate as well in sports, right? They're not as active. Um, you, you know what it's like, you know, you don't get included in the groups. And so uh, Chris and others like him find themselves living a life of isolation. There's more involvement during school years, but come 18 and post high school, they almost drop off the face of the earth as if they didn't even exist. Mm. And so that's what we saw yeah. with Chris, at, you know, when he was turning 18 a couple, a couple of years ago and said, look, uh, you know, um, his life is going to be a lot like that. And we decided we wanted to try and do something different. Uh, you know, we would always go to the gym and participate. But even at the gym, uh, you know, he wasn't, you know, included when he wanted to play pickup basketball. 
right? Um, you know, he would never get included in that, right? They'd always have a reason why he couldn't play. Uh, right. So yeah, that's right. that's the the kind of life that that these kids live. And what I think Chris has done is broken some barriers. And he basically came in and said, you know, he's going to kind of kick down the door of inclusion, and said, look, I, I want to be part of this. And I think him doing Ironman was a way for him to. Um, you know, make a little bit of a, a wake-up call for everybody to say we can do more, we can be part of the community, we can be included in uh, the tri club, the runners club, the swim club, right? We can right, right. include it in the five-on-five pickup games. Um, look, we're, we're not going to ever be the best, we're never going to be the worst, but you know, we can be included. So, yeah, that's, right. that was a big challenge. And so, when people ask me, hey, how do you, why do you make your son train so hard? Uh, you know, don't you feel bad making him go out there and uh, ride a bike for eight hours on a Saturday? And my answer to them is, don't you feel bad making your son stay home and play video games for eight hours on a Saturday? Right. Now, which right. one's better? You, you know, uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, the fact that he can do an eight-hour bike ride makes me feel pretty darn good, knowing that, that he's, he's healthy, that he's yeah. out in fresh air, uh, he's doing things that are good for him, and he's doing it with friends. Because when he's right. playing video games, he's playing by himself. When he's riding an eight-hour bike ride, he's doing it with 10 or 15 friends. So Yeah, that was something that I kind of wanted to talk about. Like, what was it? What did you find in the fitness community that kind of made him all of a sudden fit in and belong? You know, was it? What was it? Just well, it was joining him, the, actually. It wasn't the community yeah. itself. It was him. He started to um, uh, open people's eyes, and they started to get to know him a little bit, and they started to realize how much fun he was. Uh, and and just how special he was being part of the group. And so he started forcing himself into the group. And the more they got to know him, the more they realized what a special part of the group he was and how he made a difference for the group. Uh, Chris is a hugger and, and, and uh, he loves people and he uh, he's very social. And so when he joins a group, the group becomes more social and people realize that there's something special about him. And so he forced his way into it. But now people are realizing that Chris and others like him are pretty special and pretty unique and pretty neat. And so he's actually opening the door for a lot of others like him. That's yeah. right. I love the ladies. That's why he loves the ladies. <laughs> you gotta get that <laughs> you in, got huh? the, yeah. got the swagger for the ladies, yeah. That, I mean, that, yeah, that is good. It seems like, like what you mentioned, like you're not gonna be welcomed in right off the bat. And so you almost, he had to go above and beyond. Yep. He, had to, he had to just like, just really show out and show, uh, impress people essentially to go, whoa, okay. And now take another look. Like maybe I've underestimated this. So, um, I mean, definitely completing an Ironman is one way to do it. So, uh, that's fantastic. So I do, you kind of talked about how you had a, a setback a couple of years ago. He, you mentioned to me, he had four major ear surgeries. He was hitting that 18, which is really interesting to me that, that that's when we see down syndrome children fall off because they now, where do you go get that social interaction? Right. It's, it's not built in with school. That right. is, that is really, yeah, something. So with that combination happening all the same time, what was like, what was it that made him, or maybe you can, Chris, you can answer this. What was it that made you take that first step to getting back into shape, to getting off the couch and making health a priority again? Why do we start? Tell him. Good, sir. All right, I'll tell him. So we were sitting on the couch. I was working too hard. We were both, you know, kind of living a, a little life of, uh, you know, isolation and sed- we were sedentary. So we said, look, let's just go out and have some fun together. That's how it started. Um, huh. we're, we're going to go out and exercise together. We're going to go do something together. We're going to go to the gym. We're going to just find something to do. And at that time, two and a half years ago, the Special Olympics where he'd been pretty active, 
started a program, a pilot program for triathlons here in Florida. Never been done. So we tried it. Chris was one of the first, I think, three or four participants. And, wow. you know, we went to an event and literally Chris just fell in love with the event. He fell in love with the people, with the the the, the medals, the, the, ladies. Yeah. the the ladies. I knew you were gonna say it, Chris. Nice. <laughs> and that's how we started. And it was just very slow and very fun. The triathlon happened to be a great environment for having fun and meeting people, and that's how it started. So, uh, tell me about your process a little bit. Like you've gone now from sitting on the couch the lowest point pretty much to now one of the high, I mean, clearly the high point so far in his uh, fitness career, which is completing an Ironman. What was the process? How did you get from point A to point B? So we did this concept called 1% better. Chris, why don't you explain to them what 1% better from your perspective means? So I started 1% in a squad. But I made Florida, I did 200. Uh, by corner, we do 500. So that's kind of the process. We developed this concept called 1% Better. And, you know, it's, it's an interesting process or concept because when you go to a gym or you go to a professional coach, what they do is they work you hard, really hard for an hour and you're sore for three or four or five days after that. And then you don't want to come back. And that's how most people are. The reason most people don't sustain good conditioning and, and, and good... Um, uh, development is they they go too hard, too fast. They experience too much pain. They quit. They don't go back. We took a different approach. We said, look, we're not like the top one percent that that you know will go out and get you know six pack in six weeks. Uh, that's just not not us. So we we designed this this one percent program where we said for us it's about lifestyle, it's about continuous improvement, it's about daily habits. So we said, look, all we're going to do is we're going to start small. And um, in Chris's case, you know, the one push-up, one sit-up, one squat, or one lap in the pool, or, you know, uh, one minute on the treadmill, we just literally started small on everything. And then we just yeah. tracked that and said, look, last, you know, yesterday, Chris, we did a minute on the treadmill. Hey, today, let's do a minute and 10 seconds. Okay, you're on there, you're a minute and 10 seconds, you're done. All right, and then we move right. on to the next thing. And then we go, let's go do a couple of, um, you know, squats. Great, now we're done. Let's move to the next thing. Right. And that's all we did. And but then each day we would pick something. We'd get a little bit more. Um, mm. We we go a little longer on the run. Maybe we'd go two laps in the pool, uh, and we kept it interesting. We had fun, and we would just move from one thing to another. Uh, and we did that for um, a year, a year and a half. And essentially, from the time he started two years ago plus, he went from couch to Ironman in about two years, getting one percent better. Wow, that's amazing. And that that requires a tremendous amount of patience. And in the world today where patience is, I mean, just incredibly hard to come by, I would say everything is instantaneous. People want things instantaneous. How are you able to maintain that patient approach? We just designed it as part of our overall program to say we're not interested in achieving anything today. We're interested in just enjoying the process. The process. Um, mm-hmm. We're interested in in seeing progress. As long as we right. saw a little bit of progress, we were happy. And the brain likes progress. So we right. started measuring everything. Chris has this big uh, calendar on his wall where we write everything down. And so if he did five push-ups yesterday, you know, today he might skip it, but tomorrow he might do six. So he could see that on his wall every day, he could see he was making progress. And, and there was always an end, right? We started the year on December 31st, writing down a goal that we're going to do Ironman November you know, 7, 2020. That was 11 months away. 
And so mm-hmm. we write long-term goals, but we take it day by day and we see daily progress. And that's right. ultimately um, the way we designed it is to make it so that it is uh, incremental and you're seeing progress every day and you're satisfied with the progress as opposed to with trying to make big gains too fast, which actually derails any of your efforts. So we were more interested in the daily habit of continuous improvement than we were in any any results or any kind of growth beyond that. Right. And then the results come. You stick to the process and the results come in the end. You right. The process, so stick to it and the results get there. How do you, uh, Nick, for you, how do you keep your son motivated to stick it out even on, because he's got to have hard days like everyone else, even if you're doing incremental increases, that still builds up, that compounds over time. Yeah. So how do you keep him motivated during the hard days? You know, what? Yes. what I have no you, idea. Yeah, you uh, going on a bike ride. <laughs> Is Barry like boss? And I'm saying, yo, yo. it's not. <laughs> No, you're all we can swear. Hold on, he wants a, He has a specific question for you. He wants to know about motivation. What motivates you? What's your dream? What when what things you, are hard? What do you yeah. think about that makes you want to keep going? All right, tell the tell the man what your dream is. <laughs> That's his mother. Uh huh. So okay. Him dream. Tell him why. What motivates you to keep going every day? I want to live independently. Uh I want to uh, get my dad's house. I want to get his company. I want a fee car in my driveway. I want to marry smoking hot blonde at my mom. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and for some point, I'm saying, hey, Dad, one day, I want you to leave my house. <laughs> yeah, that kidding. is the best one of it. Get out. And I'm like, because it's your house. You heard me. <laughs> so uh, you know, to, the answer to your question is that every day we talk yeah. about his dreams. So um, you know, when every day, my my belief and Chris now believes it too is that if your dream is big enough, the obstacles don't matter. Uh, if the right. dream is big enough, the pain goes away. If the dream is big enough, um, you know, the effort, you, you know, is no big deal. So. Uh, our belief right. is make your dream bigger than your problems, bigger than your pain, bigger than your obstacles, and you're going to be just fine. So Chris has, huh. he has a huge dream, and so nothing gets in the way. And so every time things get hard, Chris and I have an interesting conversation. I always say to yeah. him, Chris, come here, buddy. And he says, what? I said, okay, everything's going to be okay, buddy. He said, okay. And I said, uh, are you feeling fake pain? He says, I am. And I said, okay, I know that. I said, let's talk about it. I said, what's going to win, Chris? Is it going to be your fake pain or your dreams? And he always answers the same way. What do you answer? My dream. And then I say, oh, hey, let's keep going then. And then we just keep going. And we, wow. we let his dreams replace his pain and his obstacles. Right. And so we kind of always remind him that it's his choice between accepting pain or accepting his dreams, but he can't have both. Huh. Interesting. So how... Um, talking about that we've talked about the motivation what is the actual like nuts and bolts of a day-to-day routine chris what's your routine uh pretty much every day when you wake up until you go to bed so about all your training how you do the whole week so uh so on saturdays i ride 100 miles on sundays i do 18 mile runs but on friday i do a 5,000 yard swim and how much do you train throughout throughout the week? 
I train three to eight hours. Three to eight hours a day. Three to eight hours. Wow. That's amazing. Gosh, what do you do with your free time? If you have any. <laughs> what do you yeah, like to do with your free I time? I share games on watch the iPad. And then mm -hmm. I'm saying, yeah. Why don't we just get the house and go to the nightclub? <laughs> Just go to the nightclub. <laughs> Why? It's like, is this some kind of like any bronze in the nightclub that you all know? I'm like, yeah. Bronze <laughs> as men as smoking hot bronze in the nightclub. All right. Just gonna right. be six pack of Corona. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking hot blonde. All right, so you party as hard as you work, it sounds like. Instead <laughs> of sharing a beer with my father, I already share all my beers with this smoking hot blonde. Stop it. <laughs> so, all right, well, you know, I want to talk about the actual Iron Man because this is such a fantastic moment, uh, you know, for anyone with Down syndrome, just for the fitness community in general. Chris, the day of the Iron Man, were you nervous, excited? What did you feel that day? I was pretty uh, excited uh, when I crossed on nine. My father said, Chris Niggins, you're an Iron Man. And he said, since you're a freaking Iron Man, you didn't eat anything. Waffle House, <laughs> Corona, Dallas Mother covered with yeah. Kiri. Baking grits and <laughs> with a double rice with chocolate cake. No one will take that from you except for your father. Your father understand himself a double rise. He does it. understand. I like the, the uh, I like the father's mother. I'm right already with the food. Classic back and forth between father and oh. son. That uh, it sounds like mood, food is a massive motivator at the end of at the end of the race too. I mean, yeah, you can eat whatever you want at that point. Racing well, 17 straight hours. I can eat anything. Not clock or more. So when I um when I briefly spoke to you on the phone um about a week ago, Nick, I we talked about you know generally disability is seen as uh some sort of weakness or um you know it you're something's harder for you to do, but sometimes I feel like there's undiscovered strength in disability. So are there actually any benefits or advantages to having Down syndrome when it comes to exercising that you've kind of discovered along the way with Chris? So, you know, I can't tell you for sure, right? Because I have one, one reference point, Chris. Mm -hmm. um, but I am seeing things that I think are transferable based on what I do know about the Down syndrome community. And that is, for example, um, because they like routine and they like repetition, if you design a workout program that incorporates routine and repetition, they'll continue to do things longer now they have to do things longer to overcome the low muscle tone and the other things, but because mm -hmm. they have um, appreciation for and they get comfort in routine and repetition, they can go longer. Um, mm. So that then becomes an advantage because they can, uh, like in Chris's case, while everybody else kind of gets done and they, get, they quit early and they're not willing to do as much, he'll keep going 
which will build stamina, will build underlying strengths for him. So when it comes down to a 17-hour race where the average person will quit at hour 10 or 12 or 15 or 16, he won't quit, right? Because he's built that foundation. So there, right. I believe there may be advantages, but you have to work a long time to break through to those advantages. Uh, they're, they're hidden. They're, they're deep down right. um, inside of them that, that only come out through hard work and through uh, effort over time. So I believe uh, disabilities are real. I believe abilities are real. Uh, what, what I think uh, a lot of our uh, young and, 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 you know, our population with Down syndrome, they don't ever get the chance to go beyond their disabilities, to be able right. to experience their abilities and see how strong they can be. I think Chris has a lot of strengths, a lot of abilities that will manifest themselves over the coming year. And so people have already seen him do it with an Ironman. They're starting to see it with his interview skills, all right, and his cognitive skills are improving. Um, they're also going to see his physical ability continue to increase. His cognitive ability is going to increase. His ability to do other things is going to increase. His learning uh, approach is going to improve <clears throat> and accelerate. So I think we're going to see a lot of his underlying abilities start to uh, surf, come to the surface uh, and become, um, a, a, you know, what makes him, you know, his strengths. So, uh, yes, I do believe that as many disabilities as they have, they also have some gifts and some abilities that need to be tapped into. Right. Yeah. That generally you probably don't even get to explore very often because like you said, they hit 18, they're either shuttered away or they just, they don't have that encouragement uh, behind them to explore those areas. So uh, certainly, you know, you're a barrier breaker, Chris, um, with what you've done and completing this Ironman. Do you, what do you guys, now that you kind of have this platform, what do you guys hope to accomplish with the notoriety and the fame? I know it's to date a smoking hot blonde, but other than that, what do you have to do with your platform and your fame, Chris? What do you want to do for others like you? Tell them about all the social media stuff you're getting that, that you're reading about. What is that? What is that like? Tell them about that and tell them what it wants, what you want to do with it. Uh, it's about inclusive. Uh, it's about parents, some messages um, to say that I'm the hero to the kids. Um, we need to stop listening to those who put limits. We need to take the lid off effective immediately. Effective immediately? Effective immediately. I like the decree. <laughs> every child to go out to be part of the community. Yeah. Uh, to be part there. Life uh, to own the house, to own the car, and to make this fucking house broad. When you say that I cannot stop talking about this fucking house broad, well, let me prove you something. You can't get away with nothing. You can't take my dream away from me. Because I can have big dreams, dude. Yes, you have big dreams, dude. He's not taking it away from me. No, no. I, 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 I'm smoking hot bar. All right, all right. He heard you. I, 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 no, I, that's, that's awesome. That, I like it. I like it. Um, that's, I mean, that is good, like you said. So it sounds like pe people are reaching out. Parents are reaching out on social media saying, hey, like my kid looks at you now and sees something more and – 
and you see, you know, you've inspired them in some way. Obviously, that's fantastic. That's a great use of the platform there. Um, Chris, what looking at 2021, what's your goal for 2021? I know you got big dreams and goals. You did the Ironman. So what's your goal in 2021? Next I'll be year? doing the USA Games in Orlando. And then okay. I'll be doing the World Games in Germany. And then what else? Is- oh, Germany. All right. I mean, I'll be doing Kona, Hawaii. Hawaii. I heard you like the show Hawaii Five O. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. If you guys are smoking hot balls up there, what I'm talking about? They lost me. At the at the Hulu. Uh, yeah. The uh, uh, Iron Man next year. Great. The Hawaii Iron Man. Uh, you know. This is great. I generally we like to wrap up every podcast with something called actionable advice, where we kind of ask our guests to you know sum up something that's the most important, what they want our listeners to take home from them, the one thing they want them to take home to. And I think this is a good chance to kind of give you each a chance to talk about this. So I'll start with you, Nick. Um, what message do you want to send to all the parents with Down syndrome children that might be struggling right now? Sure. Um, uh, all we see generally are our kids' disabilities because we're bombarded by all the experts in the society who don't really understand and who tell us what our kids can't do and that we then need to take care of them. Sometimes um, in the loving you know, moments that we wanna take care of them, we actually, in protecting them, we uh, cause more harm than good because we don't let them develop and we don't let them um, uh, identify and work towards their strengths to become self-sufficient and become part of the community, become included uh, live a life of inclusion. We don't give them a chance to do that. We don't give them a chance to experience the gifts God gave them. So my recommendation to the parents is, look, it doesn't have to happen fast. Um, it can take, like it did for Chris, it can take a couple of years. Um, you know, go s- start slow. Um, focus on your kids' strengths. Now, give them a sense of purpose. You, you know, help them get a little better every day. Give them direction. Um, stick with them long enough until you see their gifts um, flourish and until you see them uh, gaining the confidence and starting to build both a physical and cognitive ability that is got probably way beyond anything you thought was possible and invest two or three or four solid years in them. And then, you know, they'll be able to um, enjoy a full and rich life in the community, be able to get a job, be part of the, the circle of friends that's around them. And, uh, but it does require us as parents making that investment, believing in them, and helping them make those breakthroughs that don't seem evident, but happen over time. Uh, and we have to have, as you said, the patience, um, the commitment to stick with them long-term until they uh, make those breakthroughs that will make them an inclusive part of the community. Great. And Chris, what message do you want to send to kids with Down syndrome? Mm. Being the first. Uh, to do anything that's possible. Uh, being the first Ironman in the world that has ever completed an Ironman triathlon. That person, from the name of Chris Nickens, you're an Ironman. Because all those ladies are going on social media, Instagram, Facebook. They're saying that Chris Nickens is an Iron Man. Chris Nickens 
Is there a man I'm going to meet? Chris, he asked you about all the other kids with Down syndrome. Stop going off a tangent. He wants to know the message for all the others like you. Okay. Tell him about all your friends and, and what you're doing. Even tell him about Abigail and Chad yesterday, what they're doing as a result of this and what you mm -hmm. want to do to help them. Talk about that. Uh, like after I I had this. I wanted to inspire them. And, uh, so Abigail and Chad are his friends about his age. Now they're starting okay. to do triathlons. Oh, really? Wow. And others around the state with Down syndrome are starting to do triathlons. Great. So tell them about you know what you want to do to help others with Down syndrome and others in Special Olympics. I want to help them to become, they can be uh, willing to work hard, uh, willing to accept the gifts that God gave you. Okay, good. Great. That's fantastic. Yeah, accept what you can do and try and do more and, and dream big, it sounds like, for sure. Um, well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, absolutely inspirational story. Fantastic. And we know it's not the end of the story. There's a lot more to come, I'm sure. Um, hey, are you going to invite me to the wedding, Chris? Can sure. I come to the wedding with the smoking hot blonde? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Hey, we heard it. It's on, uh, it's on tape. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining me on the podcast today. It was great talking with you, and we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Have a good day. All right. All right. Thanks. All right, now, if you want even more motivation to help you get through 2021, make sure you subscribe to the show so you can get our next episode delivered straight to your phone. We'll be back in two weeks, and until then, we'll see you in the gym. <laughs>